0: Hello, and happy spring to all of our listeners. This is Katie with uh, my dear friend, Jeff Lurie, and you're listening to Friends in Real Life, where we dig into our friends list, uh, and we tell you all of the wonderful and amazing things about the people that we are connected to, um, some of which we know, and some of which we get to find out by having these fun conversations Um Today is super special for me because this is, uh, you're going to meet Julie Miller, who is a singer-songwriter, local artist to the upstate New York area, and she also happens to be my cousin um, through marriage, but still my cousin. I love and adore her, and you know, Jeff and I were laughing, we know we have shared with you guys a lot of very close people to our, to to each of us, uh, friends and family that we're closely connected to and and while we're interviewing yet another family member what's remarkable is that each of these people that we are so blessed to know um, has these incredible talents and uh, these these wonderful stories to share and and yes we're interviewing our family but we have some incredible family, as I think you uh, have come to learn if you've listened to former shows. And if this is your first one, well, you'll see that I am um, really, really blessed to, to, to call Julie my family. So um, as I've said before, buckle up. You're about to learn a lot about the songwriting process and actually a little bit about online dating in today's crazy world. So um, I hope you enjoy and uh, happy spring. let me let me just explain the relationship to Jeff a little bit Julie is Julie how old are you I'm 24 years old she is a young and beautiful 24 years old and she is Joe my husband's cousin
1: the infamous Joe
0: the infamous and famously handsome Joe yeah and something like that and Julie how would you describe your relationship with Joe Joe, Joe,
2: <laughs> Joe is like, Joe's the older brother that I never had, that I've had my whole life now, actually. Um, yeah, he's less of my cousin and more of my brother. He's the what? one that I call when I'm stuck on the side of the road with a flat tire. It's happened multiple times now. Literally
0: happened multiple times. <laughs> and
2: it won't be the last. Um, he's the one that puts my air conditioning in my window for me. He's also the one that gives me really good advice and and won't let me settle for no man. That isn't stellar. So
0: okay. Well, I'm glad you went there right away because I'd like to really dig into this whole dating scene. Oh my gosh! Happy to been out of this for a very long time, Jeff. I don't know if you know this, but the dating scene is completely different now. Yeah. Do you you guys still head
1: down to the? Do you guys still head down to the disco and (laughs) put in your eight track player?
0: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, I figured.
0: Or do you do you like friend each other on MySpace? Right. So we're showing
1: the generations here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No. All right, Julie, break it down. How's it work? How can we understand? It's the worst. And
2: please help me understand (laughs) how I'm gonna just start off right now. It is the worst. And I want to hear everything. Everyone would agree with me.
1: Okay. So here's my question. I have a question right off the bat. So so you know, uh, the last time I dated somebody was uh, 2010, 2010, right? So now I'm married. And yeah. and so and we've been married for a long time. <laughs> and um, no, so, but, but it was right, literally on the cusp of like swipe left, swipe right or whatever. Like, I don't even, I gotta be honest with you. I don't even know what I'm saying. Like, I oh. know it's a term, but it was right then. I know
2: what you're saying.
1: No, I know. And I want to hear about it. But yeah. what I'm saying is like, I, I hear um that like I never did the apps or anything like that because it was you. you know yeah so it sounds like I mean so what actually for our listeners and for somebody who's like you know us millennials have to like talk to each other is um <laughs> how does um what does it mean to swipe left and right what is that what yeah, is also,
0: it? yeah please educate us old folk
2: unlike Jeff yeah thank you for asking mm-hmm. so <laughs> On every dating app, there are various different ones for various different things. You go on the different ones for different reasons. Okay.
0: Okay.
2: okay. I never oh. will touch the app Tinder because I don't want to get killed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the only one I'm touching is Hinge, which is like a new were Oh, oh, Wait. The
0: app that was meant to be deleted. Deleted. I saw the commercial. You got it. Yeah, like Hulu, they advertise there. Oh, because because
1: they're saying you'll find your significant other and then you delete. I see. I see. So I've never heard of Hinge. I heard of um, Tinder. I've heard of Grinder, and I've heard of Bumble. um, Okay, and Bumble. Yeah, I've heard of Bumble.
0: Bumble. Bumble is like Tinder has the killers. Is that what we're saying? Tinder. Let's
2: summarize already have you seen the tinder swindler like come on oh, oh. yes i have oh. seen that thank you yes so that's what's yeah, going to happen I know. When you go on tinder you'll get scammed out of millions of dollars well jeff scratch them off the sponsor list
1: yeah. done okay. <laughs> done spill the, oh, yeah.
2: the tea that's okay. my new thing yeah and then there's bumble let's let's go to bumble then bumble to my understanding, and I'm not too familiar with it, but it's for so the the girl has to message first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Across all of these dating apps, swiping left means no, thank you. Swiping right oh. means yes, let's do it. If you both swipe right on each other, you match.
1: Oh, that's okay. what it means to match. I see.
2: You match, and then like usually you they come up. And this up is your all. This is all driven by looks, right? This is- I was just going to ask that. So there is, it depends on the app. So Hinge is the one that I'm going to go for because it's like the, I don't know. It's the less, it's the least sketchy, I'll say. Okay. And you learn the most about someone. So it's more of a profile. It's almost like their Facebook page or something like that. And you can connect your social media. Some people do, some people don't. But it'll be like, you can write your age. You can write, if you have a religion, you're- um hey like all of this stuff and then you can write there's like props so now hinge is kind of about that so it'll be like what's your most embarrassing story and you can like write a funny little blurb now you can do an audio thing so i can like tell my most embarrassing story and that's on my page um or sing it or sing it we'll get there we will and, so, and then there's like so many, they have hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of like prompts that you just say your witty response to. And if you think like that person is funny, then you okay. can reply to their prompt. This might be making no sense. And no, it is, it is. It is. And then you just start chatting. And you so, have I so, used so, Hinge yet? Have I used Hinge? Yes, I'm, I'm on Hinge.
1: Okay. So how, okay. I I am going to jump to something that might be sketchy but I'm going to jump to it anyways. How awful <laughs> how awful are the guys right away? Is it and I mean this because I you know I I've, I've seen the ten year swindler and it's not all about just scamming millions of dollars. It's also just guys acting like absolute pigs. And uh-huh. it's just like so much so my question is is it literally 0 to 100 like like hey how are you how are you hey you want to sleep with me? Like so how
2: Sometimes awful it's is- sometimes it's not even hey how are you? Um, oh, wow. Sometimes it's just straight to it. Really, and, and so to I gotta it.
1: pause you right there. What uh, listeners? What in the world makes anybody think that would be have success? Like at Ugh. all? It's I crazy. never get that. I've heard it's this, and I never understand it. Like, are you gonna be like, "Wow, yeah"? That you're talking <laughs> right. my language? Actually, I, that I want right, <laughs> oh, right.
2: My gosh. No. I mean, yeah, it's rough. Some, But then some conversations are really genuine and some people That's don't good. even want to have a conversation. And they're just like, hey, if you want to go out for a drink, great. But I'm not going to be texting back and forth because I hate that. I've done it a million times and whatever. So you get that and then you get someone who just wants to get to know you, someone who actually had a question about your page or someone that related to something on your page or whatever a lot of musicians will say like oh I'm a musician too like do you play out where do you play out yeah. oh I play there too stuff like that um so I mean that's it and the thing is you ask about dating in this age and it's just like at least for my friends and like and myself like you're not going on a date unless you're like meeting them through a dating app right now this is like coming out of a pandemic and like yeah uh-huh. we're 24 years old we like
0: have our jobs but if there's no one at our jobs right. right well here let me just ask this and then we can transition but is there any updates that i am unaware of in your life and it's yeah. sounding like maybe no
2: there aren't any updates katie you know you would be the first one to know about the updates
0: okay hey, well you know how i feel about some of these past prospects no, yeah no, no 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 oh many. no 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 okay no 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 okay. No. All right. So moving can
1: on. I, can I can oh. I ask a question? Well, yeah. So that's pretty much it, right? It's virtual. That's how you can It's not like it's not like um, you don't really meet anybody in person first anymore, Unless right? Don't run into somebody, right. right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and we I have a bunch of young coworkers, and you know, yeah, they're cool, and so that would be a way to meet someone, or like joining like a kickball team or something, or wow. Sorry, I am cat sitting right now and the cat just fell. She's fine. Oh wow. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I was
1: just... I told you have a cat. I was prepared for this. I do have
2: a cat. I'm a cat mom, but I'm actually cat sitting at someone's house, oh. someone's house right now. So I've got a bunch of cats. We're
0: around. not gonna put this in your profile.
2: Yeah, no. don't put that in my profile. That was like <laughs> but, Love anyways. All right, it's no. hard to meet people. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah,
1: yeah. But but I really believe it has for a number of years. I mean even my wife, like, you know, we got in touch with each other on Facebook, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like, you know, I mean, of course I know people still meet in person here and there, but if you want to actively look for somebody and you, you know, you just don't have a chance encounter, that's really where you look now is online. You know, I mean, I I remember I I was, I'm not this old, but I do know in the early eighties, they like people, I'm sure you've seen old shows where people put videos together for like, a dating service or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, and they'd go you out on I mean? video. You'd order. Video yeah, videos.
1: so I mean, it's yeah, let's
0: make it's a good. video. Yes. yes. Now yes. we're talking.
1: Right, like a like a TikTok compilation. No, yeah.
0: no. Now you're no, talking no, my language. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> All right, Katie, take this away.
0: Well, listen. Speaking of TikTok, and you did reference other musicians. You know, Julie, Jeff, and for our listeners who may not know, Julie is a a recording artist.
1: That's awesome. I heard your song.
0: I like that. Or your album. Oh, did you? Yeah, friends, yeah. Friends don't. Brilliant. Friends do that not. <laughs> yes. uh, the album title is? Desires of My Heart. Desires of My oh. Heart. It was released in
2: 2021? Yeah, May 2021. It's almost been a year
0: now, which is insane. Oh my gosh. Wow. That was one of the coolest moments, Jeff. When, when Julie's album was officially released on Spotify, we did like a party um at the lake with a bunch of her friends and and our family and just seeing it come up and being able to stream her album yeah julie's fate like the excitement i'm just so proud of you julie because i don't what i love what i'd love for people to hear for all of our many listeners to, is to hear your story of just how that process went how you had an album you had an idea you had a passion you had a dream you made it happen you went and did it It came to reality. You're working on your second album. Like, walk us through that and just so people can know that, like, you can actually make this stuff happen. Um, And you're super talented, of course. But why don't you, I'll shut up and let you kind of explain the whole thing.
2: No, that was a good segue. So I, I mean, ever since I knew what songwriting was, I was, like, writing some form of a song. Like, as a child, I just always... I can't remember a time like when I wasn't writing a song. Obviously, I'm not writing a song when I'm like a baby or like three years old. But like, <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> why
2: not? <laughs> but anyways, like I would watch TV or something and I would like there's this one show. I don't even know what the name of it is. It's not a thing anymore. But this girl would like she was like a preteen and she had this acoustic guitar and she would go through her day. And at the end of every episode, she was writing a song. Oh, yeah. So I remember that. Yes. Life, yes. He's like one of the Emmas. Yeah. Like, I, I, I know
1: exactly what you're referring to. Remember yeah. that.
2: Anyways. So I, I like distinctly remember watching that and being like, that's genius. Like yeah. I want to do that so bad. And so I bought a guitar from Walmart. Okay. <laughs> online. I got a gift card to Walmart from someone and I bought a guitar and I started <laughs> Writing little tiny songs that weren't even songs, just like melodies or like how I was feeling or whatever. And I, I think my grandma got me a keyboard once, and i I don't read music. I just started kind of playing by ear and I, but like I got, no one ever knew. Like it was like my little like secret that I had, and I was just hmm. writing music and I would write it down, but I would hide my notebooks.
0: I don't want anyone
2: to see them because, like, oh, no one can see what I'm writing. Um, but then I kind of lost touch from it a little bit. I just always knew that, like, that's what I, I loved. It was, like, my easiest way to channel my emotions from, like, being a child. And it just felt so good to, like, match a feeling to, like, a melody, if that makes yeah. any sense. And then, like, being able to, put, like, put my words into a song, into, a, like, a structural
0: thing that, that yeah, makes me- I just want to stop you there for a second because yeah. and Jeff you can relate because you're a writer I, you consider yourself a writer um, I yeah I, I I'm a writer I can write words I can put words together on pages for different yeah. purposes yeah I would not even know how to begin to write a song so the fact that you were just organically doing that and figuring that out like that's I don't know Jeff I, I, would you have you ever done that
1: I have I have, and, and it's quite something when you can put something together and it's like, hey, that's not bad, but, but like, so, so I, I'm going to rewind for a couple. I mean, I know, you know, you started your stardom in Walmart. And um, <laughs> so, so my question, my question is this, you, 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 do you, um, let me start over. You ordered a guitar. Did you know how to play it? No. Did you, do you, t- you taught yourself chords? Mm-hmm. How did you do that? Like, like for instance, I play guitar definitely not as well as you, right? But my, que- my question is, like, for instance, I literally got, like, this little book, and Keith Richards was on the cover, and it's like, put your fingers here for E, put your fingers here for C, you know? So how did you do it?
2: I watched videos of people playing the guitar. Ah. And- and like the super simple chords, and I would be like, okay, I yeah. think their finger is on the lowest string. I think their finger is here on right. um, this fret. Like, I hadn't, I never took a formal lesson. I never learned how to read music. I still don't read music. Yeah. Um, and so I, I I remember learning one time by Justin Bieber, his first single yeah. when he was like 13 years old. I was like also that age or something like that. Yeah. And I just watched a video of him playing it acoustically and I played it.
1: And you copied it. And me.
2: then I started putting my like words over those chords and yeah. I, those are still the first two chords that I go to whenever I'm starting to write a song so um, if you wow. if you write
1: a song if you play a song you write a song do you know what you're pl- like do you know like okay this is e this is a yeah yeah so so then when you write the lyrics right because you don't read music or write music I assume right do yeah. you actually put over the words like e minor or c or this or like uh-huh. like like for instance the reason why I ask is because like the way i taught myself was i got a beetle it's called the beatles fake book fake book
2: mm-hmm. and like
1: over each couple words it would be like c
2: right um, yeah you know so it's interesting the way that i start writing my music is almost never or writing my songs is almost never starting with chords um it's oh. but it always is, is wow. started by like a word that I hear or a conversation that I might have overheard or a conversation that I had with somebody or a catchphrase or just an overall concept or idea that I have. And then I go to like my keyboard or my guitar. Um, And so in terms of writing it down, it's usually all just in my head at first. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And But how does that translate if you don't read or write music? Right. right? Help me understand, how do you then go to a studio yeah. Well, I'm getting ahead of I'm getting ahead of the story because I want to understand. Studio, what you're not there, but, yeah. I
1: gotta be honest with you. I love this. This is now my favorite podcast. Ever. <laughs> although, <laughs> although I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Liam is a close second. Liam is a great
2: one. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. that was awesome! I loved that. Oh, Liam.
1: But but um, I, so so there's so many questions we both have, and like I want to slow us down because like I don't want to get lost in all the questions we have. Yeah. And yeah. so one of my questions is this: is is um, when you're writing lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And, and obviously, you know, one of the things I learned when I was really little is like, wow, they rhyme every word. Like, you know, girl or furl. Or like, you know, if, by the end of the next-
0: What song are lyric, you listening to that you're hearing girl and furl?
1: I wasn't really good at music, obviously. At one point. <laughs> no, but my point is like, by the end of the second uh, verse, you need to rhyme the end of the first verse, right? Sort of a little bit. Little. Yeah. Bit. My que- so my So So my question is like, you might i'm trying to word this see i'm now i'm not coming up the right words for about words but but how do you choose the best word for you like like i assume like you land on your lyrics but then like as a writer for you katie or like for a, a songwriter for you is um do you constantly question it like yeah that rhymes and that's good but like maybe i should go or or is it like nope once i'm done i'm done
2: That's a really interesting question. Wow. I love that question. Um, it's it's really, it's it's different. Sometimes I don't know, rhyming isn't like direct rhymes are always the most important to me. Like
1: sure.
2: I just wrote a song and I'm so I'm so excited about it. Like I literally could like burst at the seams. I'm so excited about it. That's awesome. But so like. I don't know. I think you can like indirectly rhyme words, and that's what I've been trying to do a little bit better. Like, you can always rhyme like enough and tough, or right, like one or and tough enough. enough. Well, and that can kind of become right like. Stuff. Oh. <laughs> right. But it's I don't know. You can like find ways to go around the rhyming to make it sound like it's rhyming, but like totally, it's that. totally, that's what I like like to try and do. And sometimes if something sounds a little too like direct or a little too like ooh I tried a little too hard for that I'll like kind of try and go into a different sentence and pick a different word I don't know because if it sounds same like same thing with if a line is like a little too literal or if yeah you know because I'm trying to get a little bit like further away from like direct storytelling and rather like indirect storytelling
1: got it okay that's interesting and then and then like what made you t- what? So music spoke to you, obviously, because you actually you ordered a guitar from Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. And and you taught yourself how to play. So something was speaking to you that I want to tell stories or or indirect stories or whatever through music, and I want to I need to learn how to make myself do that.
2: Yeah. So
1: yes. so um, what inspired you? to, Like, do you remember an inspir? I mean, like the television show you mentioned. But like, what inspired you to be like, you know what I, I, or was it just natural? Like, that's what I want to do.
2: Man, it's, it's interesting. I grew up listening to music from, for as long as I can remember, my dad would constantly be playing like classic rock music, Eddie Money, the Beatles, still love it all to this day. Okay, like, Eddie that, you're Money. speaking wow. my language now. Yes. <laughs> um, and so I, oh, and I always loved that. Um, yeah. And he would play this this um con- the concert for uh, George at Madison Square Garden. Oh, my I. gosh. Always play that, and I would be, like, enthralled, and I would just watch it. And I would be, like, eight years old or something. And I just loved how they were all making music together. And, like, I don't know, it always made me feel, like, the most – intense feelings as a child, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and so same with that school. Like I never, I've never been like a big school person. I've never really liked school, but at school music was always my favorite class. I, like I would do anything to get into the music room. And I grew up at a very small uh, little private Catholic school. And so we
0: didn't have instruments to T- learn. T, T. Yeah. you guys are both from Albany. Julie's from Albany. Yes. What 518?
1: yo. <laughs> I grew up in Delmar. I grew up in Delmar. I grew up in Delmar. I went to
2: Bethlehem. Oh my gosh, I went to Albany High.
1: <gasps> no, yeah. so sort did of my mom. Wow. I, went in
2: cross school. I went to Holy Cross School. That's the school that I'm referring to. Oh sure, of course. Yep. And um, so we didn't wait, have so from, wait,
1: I have a question. You're from yeah. Albany.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You're from Albany?
2: I'm from Albany, like Albany.
1: Wait, right, right. But then you moved to Rochester?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I mean, now I live in the Boston area, but like I did the same move. What what brought you to Rochester, by the way? Just like family?
2: So yeah, I have my mom's side, my family is all here. I went to school at Brockport. Um, college at Brockport. So I went ah, through there and then I ended up I just see. liking Rochester yeah, as a whole, totally. so I stayed. And Actually I lived because with Because of them. Joe and Katie, it's fine. Yes, Moni yes. and Carol. I stayed at their house for like two years straight every single Wednesday. It was great.
1: <laughs> I'm going to say one word to you. Crossgate.
2: Oh my gosh, cross gates. <laughs> All right, I'm, I'm out. You guys have fun. Oh no, that's
1: the big mall. That's the mall. That's the it mall.
2: It is, it
1: is. So anyways, anyways, anyways. Let's re- now. Back to our story.
0: Let's circle back. Yes. Wait, I mean, wait, wait. Before we circle back, hold on. No, this is important. This is going to bring the bring us all together. Bring us home. When Joe and I visited Jeff in Albany, we were there, and we saw you the nah. same time.
1: No. Oh, that's when that's when you came to see my play.
0: Yes, and we. Oh, I, uh, I remember you were visiting. Yeah, it was that the first time I met you? This is the first time you've met Jeff? Oh yes, it was the first time you met me, but this is the oh. first time you're meeting Jeff. See, there's so oh many God. similarities here. Uh, I remember that day like it was yesterday. Same, same. I, my, oh,
1: my, I'm, a, I'm was inspired a, to write a song about this right now. <laughs> I, no, just kidding. <laughs>
2: Already <laughs> writing it right now. <laughs> right, exactly. Wait, <laughs> okay, so, sorry, so sorry,
1: I really sorry. want to get back to like-, sorry, like so I you, know, I'm sorry. You grew up listening to classic rock, George Harrison, yeah. Bangladesh concert.
2: Yes. And so, yes. And then I would be at school and I, I, I truly, I, I did not connect with any subject at school. I didn't like it. I didn't feel smart at it until I got to music class and it all made sense. And I just wanted to sing always. And that's how I learned how to sing in school. And I would, I would go home and I would practice what we learned in class, but I would never practice my math homework or practice math. I've never want to do my math homework I would just kind of write anything down and whatever same with like science like everything and I just adored music so much and so I think that's another thing too like thinking back we would learn these little tunes at school and I would go home and I would sing them but then I would want to like I would think about who wrote it and why they wrote it and what it was actually about and so I think that also kind of started to spark my interest a little bit um And, and then when I got my guitar, I just so badly adored, like putting my, it was, it was the most natural way for me to feel my feelings, to just put it into like a melody. I don't know. It, it, it literally, it's the most natural thing. And it's so hard to describe because it just feels so like, well, of course I would do that.
0: Right. Well, that's, that's a gift. And so when you have a gift like that, you can't imagine doing anything else. Right, I believe I believe
1: that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So then, so then, what you start, you start right. How? Do, so I heard the word studio. I know you're on Spotify. Like, take us through the take us through the journey. Like, what? How? Where did? You, how did you go from the Walmart guitar to moving yes. on?
2: Yes. I so purposely saying guitar, I keep.
1: I purposely keep saying that because it's it's. I, I, this is your origin story. So yeah. like I'm oh, trying to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And so I, I got that guitar in high school prior to that. I was just like on my keyboard or whatever. And, um, my mom even asked me if I wanted piano lessons, my whole, like a lot of my friends were taking piano lessons. I was like, no, like, why do I need lessons? I don't feel like I need lessons. (laughs) So whatever. So I, I started (laughs) playing my guitar a little bit more, but not a lot. And I actually got really frustrated with the guitar because I was seeing people progress, like, more than me and i would get really frustrated and yeah what, and so i put my guitar down for actually like a year or two until i got to college um yeah. and then i sold the walmart guitar because <gasps> i yeah Julie. because i wanted to get you a be better guitar. A lot of money someday whoever has it i know um and i because i wanted to buy a better guitar i thought that would make me a better guitar player it actually ended it did end up making me a better guitar yeah
1: player. I, I believe that yeah
2: it was, it was, it was better for my size, whatever. So, um, yeah. I started, I went to college and I didn't want to go to college at all. Um, I kind of just picked a major because I felt like I had to go to college. I've never been career oriented ever. Um, and I was just kind of in college because I felt like I had to be in college, but people would always ask me like, what do you actually like to do though? Cause like, I can tell that you don't like what, like you're really doing in college and like what like what's the deal and i was like well i I love music but everyone always told me not to do music because you can't do that as a career right and you'll never make any money so like let's pick something that you can make money doing and whatever so i just kind of listened to them and like whatever and that was kind of fine to me um but then one of my friends she was like hey you should go to this like club on campus it's a it's they called it the college's record label Um, and there's a lot of songwriters and they do events on campus and they do open mics and stuff like that. And I just think that you would really love everyone in there. And so I was like, okay, like whatever. I have a song on my album called 2015. And this was in 2015. I was having a rough year. It was like the worst year ever rock bottom type stuff. No direction in my life, like started to pick up my guitar again, but like, didn't really know what I was doing with it. And so I walked into this, um, club and I just found people who like were like you need to do this like you I started like playing a song that I had like written or something and they were like yep okay you're coming to our open mic and we're going to push you out on stage I don't care if you don't want to do it I was like I don't want to do it, I want to <laughs> so do it. Amazing. and they literally pushed me like pushed me
1: did um, you have stage fright
2: oh sickening like oh even to this day like Performance anxiety to the Julie most Julie doesn't love life. a
0: gig. Julie does not no. love a gig. No, nope. Okay. I don't. It's a well, lot it of hate for getting I yes. just want Katie's you to know.
1: So, so Jim Morrison of The Doors, he used to, when he first started out, he would uh, turn his back to the audience and sing, you know, because he didn't like it either. But he got over it. A lot of drugs left.
2: I think <laughs> it was John Lennon. John Lennon threw up before every single concert he ever played. Yeah. I imagine. Imagine,
1: imagine him throwing up, Um, so, so, so then you, was it one of those moments that the minute you hit the stage and you start playing, you were in your orbit, or Um,
2: did you throw up? I think I was just, no, I did not throw up, (laughs) amazingly, but I was just so, I was kind of amazed, A, at the support, and like, B, at that, like, other people also loved what I love. And they're like going for it. Like there's no tomorrow, like nothing else matters. Like their life depends on it. And I was like, whoa. And then I would hear what they're like writing and they're like, and it would be so beautiful. And I just wanted to tell them that and I wanted to listen to it and I wanted them to record their stuff and like help them do that. And then they like, they said the same thing to me. And I don't know, it was just like a really, a really important and like transformative time, I guess. And yeah. positive, like, realizing that it's okay to love music and it's okay to like show people these these songs that I'm writing and there are ways that you can access recording studios there are ways that you can make money doing this you can surround a career around music and you can be successful with it um, and you can keep it as a hobby and that's fine too but like I don't know I just opened my world like opened my eyes to this world that I had no idea even existed no idea that I would ever have access to meaning like recording and like songwriting with other people and just the support of it how important that is
1: well so so Mm -hmm. you know Katie's been on stage um I've been on stage Mm -hmm. my question is is that when when you're on stage you feel that fright like before you get out there whatever is it that your anchor is the music meaning like listen, all this like nerves around me, but like, I'm just going to go in and like sing and play. And that's my anchor. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate anticipation. It's the anticipation. Totally.
1: Totally. It's nothing
2: else. Like I'm not, I'm not worried that I'm going to go up there and people are going to throw tomatoes at me. I'm not worried that people are going to hate my voice. Someone's going to hate my voice and that's fine. Like I'm not going up there thinking that like my voice is going to crack or I'm going to be flat on this note. Like you just want to do it to God. I'm just, I just, until I'm there and then I sing my first note and I'm fine. Like, yes, it's, it's the weirdest thing. And it doesn't make any sense in my mind. And I like, I don't know. I'm trying so hard to just like work. I think
0: every artist, every performer has a version of that angst and, you know, I mean, and you can either choose to channel it or puke through it or, yeah, well, yeah the I worst do. part,
1: so I, I've done a, a lot of theater, right? Not a lot of music, but a lot of theater. And the worst part of it is like, I'll peek through the curtain and see the audience walking in. And yeah. I'm like, I hate this. I'm like, this is awful. I'm like, just, like stuff. I'm like, let's it, right, right. And and I'm just like, just let's do this. Let's just freaking do it. You know what I mean? And and um, there was one time I remember, I remember I was in Fiddler on the Roof, of course. And, um, and I remember it being, I don't know why, like it was like a 20 show run in like this oh. random show, like let's say it was show nine, right? I I was like, I got so nervous. And then I'm like, well, once I get on stage, like everything good. And then I remember walking out for the opening number, I'm like, oh my God, this is so much worse than I could have possibly imagined. I don't know what happened. And then I, I started hanging in the back of the stage. Like I, I like I, I did I don't know, it was really what weird. You want, but for you,
0: like, you have a I role? was in Rochester. Did you have a lead role? Uh, no, no, uh, not
1: in that. No, I was, I was more good the innkeeper. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but I, anyways, that's enough about me for now. Um, my, the point is, is that, so, so then you started to find your people, you started to find people that supported you and mm-hmm. also understood your language because they were also doing the same thing. Yeah. So then, and I have to assume you graduated fairly recently in the past couple of years.
2: I graduated in 2019. Yep.
1: Okay, so
2: I ended up studying organizational communication and music business.
1: Got it. So, so what did you so you how did you get to be published?
2: So, I had been slowly writing. So, my album is a collection of 10 songs that I wrote over the course of six years. The first song that I wrote for it was called 2015, it's on there, and it's just kind of about like getting out of a rough time in my life and like actually like. I don't know. Getting my shoes on my feet it's and like so stopping. catchy. I can
0: hear it in my head right now too. <laughs>
2: it's definitely one of my favorites, just because of like the meaning of the
0: song. But it kind I, of reminds me of Jewel. You know who Jewel is? Jeff. Jewel. Yeah, I know who Jewel is. Okay, Julie's listening there. Like, I have no idea. Oh no! You know I'm sorry. It? I can was... like say yes.
1: What? I know Jewel.
0: But anyways, okay. So
2: I had probably in college, I I mean, I wrote 2015 in college, but maybe one other song that's on my album in college. Um, and then I, um, I got a job at a business that does music lessons and recording arts and like events for young musicians in Penfield. I'm still working there now. So I got a job there. Um, and I was surrounded by, once again, young musicians who loved writing and recording and such. So I got connected to um, a producer because he was our audio engineer at the time. Wow. I, it's it's insane. And we only overlapped there for about a couple weeks, I think. Talk about things that are meant to happen. Um, real. And so I think he had left the job and I reached out to him and I was like, hey like i have music and yeah. i really want to record it like could you help me out and he was doing like really good stuff like really good and i was like he's probably like not gonna want to work with me and whatever he was like send me your stuff and like i'll tell you if it'll be a good fit and like whatever so i was like yeah, okay so i like sent him friends don't which is the song that, that, I wrote. that um a song that i wrote it's the first single off my album And he was like, yep, let's do it. Like, when can you come in tomorrow or are you coming in today? And I was like, all right, like, let's go. I was so nervous because I don't uh, write music, like physically, because I don't know how to read. Like I was kind of just going in there with my guitar and a song. And like, I had kind of a vision, but not really yet. And um, like, I knew what I wanted it to sound like, but I didn't know how to get there. I didn't know how to describe it um so I was just like all right like here we go I'm living on a prayer here so I just went in I met him at the studio and he was like okay play it and I was like like it was it was so hard for me to do that like it was so hard I didn't I don't know I'm just I'm I I don't know if the word is shy but like I don't know sharing like a song that I wrote about something that happened in my life it's like a vulnerable thing and I'm like uh, like I just like want to like crawl so, out of my skin.
1: So that's what it was. It was you and the guitar being recorded. That's it.
2: Not recorded, but he was like, "I want to hear it. Like I want to, oh. I want to hear it for myself. Like yeah, <laughs> in person." I
1: so I was like, "Oh, oh. that's tough. That's okay. Vulnerable. Yeah, so
2: like,
1: <laughs> it's it's like an audition,
2: essentially. Yeah. Um, and then that same day we cut the vocals and we cut scratch guitar." And he, like, maybe harmonies or something. And he was like, okay, I'm going to, like, do my magic. I'll send you a demo of, like, what we have here. You can tell me what else you want on it. Um, yeah. You know, we can add percussion, we can do. I mean, he does unbelievable. You wouldn't even believe the things that you can yeah. do. And my my eyes, again, were opened up to this whole world of things that I didn't know existed, past what sure. I already thought existed, of, like, electronic instruments and MIDI instruments and, like, just insane, beautiful things that you can create on like all of these softwares, and so, friends um, don't was the first one that we recorded. I was on like over the moon, like just happy and, and thrilled that like finally I was hearing a song like that I wrote professionally recorded. It's just like an absolute dream as a songwriter to like hear your vision become your vision in real sure. life, um, and so we finished that song. And then I was like, we're doing another one. We're doing another one. We're doing another one. And we did 10 over the course of two years. Um, I mean, some songs would take a couple weeks. Some songs would take months, yeah. but we, we did it. And um, it was really hard, but it was beautiful. And I would do it a million times over. And I plan to do it a million times over, um, but yeah. And so it, like, it's literally, it's insane because I just feel like the resources were like placed in my lap, placed like, in my hands. And I I remember being at Joe and Katie's house and just like talking to Joe and like, I feel like, do I do this? Do I spend my money on this? Like, is this something that I want to do? Is it something I don't want to do? But like, I just couldn't say no. And I knew I really wanted to do it, but I was scared to do it because like, what if I did it and no one liked it? And so, um, but I I would do it a million times over and it was such a beautiful experience and I'm so excited to do it again. And, um, so then,
1: so then, did did you put out a song at a time or did you release them all on one album? Or, so both? I
2: released um, I released Friends Don't the first single of my album in May 2020 um, and I but it's that had not, was... we're going to play a snippet. Oh, yeah. we're going to play a Friends don't when they get too close friends
0: don't friends don't
1: Wow. That's impressive.
0: So cool. Anyways, we'll link to it, but go on. Have so fun.
2: Um, so yeah, we had finished. I started recording, I think it was September 2020 or something like that. Friends Don't was finished in like November. Yeah. Um, I released that in May. I held it until May. Um, and then we kept working on stuff. Um, released it May. to where? Oh. Released.
1: What do you mean by release?
2: Released. So I... It's really amazing what independent artists have access to now. Um, yeah. So it, uh, you have to use a distribution service, like. Yep. Company, um, yep. that will you submit your song to, and I'm sorry, I don't know why this is happening. I.
0: Whatever. It's Tinder. Very popular. Uh,
2: yeah, they're just <laughs> all lining up. Uh, <laughs> um, and so you need a distribution service. I use. Um, distro kid and you oh I, yeah you like a subscription or something it's like however many a year i'm so sorry i don't know it's
0: so, so popular is this um, your new this song what
2: happens to the kids yeah it's my new song
0: uh, oh okay <laughs> um, I it was my so i use
2: distro kid <laughs> and you just upload your song and you can choose like what you want it to go out to so you can choose spotify apple music yep. um yep. you know youtube music they have
0: yeah
2: everything now whatever they yep. have a and you can choose one, you can choose all of them. I did all of them, cause why not? Yeah. And um, and you can choose like a date and when you want it to be released to where. And so I did that and I announced it or whatever. Um, and then a year later is when, in May 2021, is when I released the remainder of the tracks. Friends Don't was also on that. So it was like the whole collection, the 10 tracks. Um, <clears throat> Isn't it so amazing
1: that in this day and age now, you can go around a lot of things that used to stand in your way. Like a writer can release a book, right? Yeah. A songwriter can release an album. An wow. actor can release a reel on YouTube or what have you. Uh-huh. Um, so that's amazing. So so how does it work? Do you, do you get royalties from these uh, services?
2: Yes, yeah. Like, can so, I have some? So, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so it's kind of terrible actually um right now actually there's a big conversation and there kind of has been for the past couple of years ever since streaming has become the main way that the world is listening to music because the world pays ten dollars a month and can listen to unlimited amount of music right right um i do it everyone does it i mean it's just it's easy it's amazing it's a curse and a blessing um and of course, iTunes still exists, but they're phasing that out. And iTunes is soon going to be a thing of the past. Um, and so right. my album is on is on uh, iTunes. And where I make the money is if someone buys the album on iTunes, because that's much more money than what you're making on streaming streaming.
1: Sure.
2: If someone streams your song for 30 seconds, a stream counts as 30 seconds or more, Um you make like a tenth of a cent. And I'm not kidding. It's like one tenth of a cent. Mm-hmm.
1: So what, and I mean, I, this is half joking, but half serious. If yeah. I were to like set up my phone for the next 24 hours to constantly repeat your song, would it mm-hmm. count as one play or would it count every time it plays?
2: It would count every time you play. You got it. <laughs> um. But yeah, so, but now, I mean, they have like, and The streaming services know too. So, if I was just trying to make money and I wanted to like play my album, like,
1: yeah,
2: all day, every day, like, my account would get shut
0: down because they like know, you know, yeah. Um, but although I will say, our our children have contributed to your riches. I'll hear Liam in the shower and he'll be streaming, friends don't. I'll hear the girls in the shower, you know, they'll play it like the kids love it was so funny. if you got Liam singing
1: in the fun. shower to your song you haven't made it my friend that's right
0: that's right
2: it's so funny because I remember too when we were at the lake and the album had just come out and like the girls were like Julie I just sent your album to my google classroom they said that yes. they really liked it quite honestly
1: that's what quite I mean that's family but that is what you hope for, right viral yeah right you hope it continues to take off um yeah. do you also I mean I know like COVID and everything but like do you also play out Like, do you, do you play at at places around town in Rochester?
2: Oh, I have, I have, and I'm kind of, I I have a love-hate relationship, as we've talked about a little bit with performing, and I think I'm, I'm kind of, I don't want to say, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know where to go, because I, I have a love-hate relationship. My last performance was actually one that really inspired me and made me want to continue doing more things like that. And that was, I think in September or so. And that was my last gig that I did. Um, yep. And I do have some planned coming up. I'll be playing at Fairport canal days. I'm doing like a 20 minute set, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to do some All new right, time out. out.
1: How did you, how, um, so this is why I'm asking. I played out in Rochester. How did okay. you get that gig?
2: So technically through my job. Um, so it's, yeah. So we, have different, like we do a bunch of different events, um, through my job and we have some students and some, um, like staff are available to perform. Like if we want to, we can pretty much at like any event. Yeah. Um, and so Fairport Canal days, they like having, you know, local artists who yes. um, are going to play original music. And so For they sure. offered me to play on um, the time that we have. And so I said, yeah, I'll do 20 minutes. That's, awesome. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, so I'm really lucky to have that, um, opportunity for sure through my job, it's been definitely a blessing. Um, but so, so yeah, that's the next thing I have planned coming up. Um, and I don't know, I think the reason that I kind of started off on a bad foot with my, with my live performances is because I thought that I had to like do the three hour gigs in the corner of a brewery and play like Tom Petty and John Mayer for three hours you're like that's that's what I did which is great which when I go to a brewery and someone's in the corner doing that I'm like yes like this is what I love like this is why I'm here but like I hate doing that okay like I hate it it is like
0: you're like listening
2: to it no I I hate like being the one right like because you have to prepare so much for a three-hour gig you're like preparing like 20 to 40 songs somewhere in between there for little to no payout. And like, it's awkward and you're there and like, no one can actually really hear you. but Right, and they're talking over you. You're watching the you the And yeah. it's awkward and like, I just feel like it's so awkward. But I thought that I had to do that to like, I don't know, do it. Cause I was a local artist and like, I don't know, you'd play like one or two original songs in there, which right. is my joy, like, which is what I love to do. I love sharing my original music. But I don't like playing Blackbird by the Beatles. I like, or American Girl by Tom Petty. Like, I love those songs and they're amazing, but like, I've just found that like, that's just not where my joy is. And there's a time for that. And I'm glad that I had like the experience that I did doing that a couple of times, but like, I just found that I would dread those gigs so much. Sure. Um, Right. So much. And so, what I found is that I love sharing my original music. So, I had gotten the opportunity when my friends is in a local band a couple of years ago, they asked me to open for them and it was like an all in a, I I was just opening for them. And so I did like five original songs. Um, And that was like, I loved that because people were there for like local music and they were appreciating it. And like, I just loved sharing it. And it was like, it was great. And so I was like, I love doing this. So like, I'm done doing the three hours of covers. um, And so now I want to like focus on this um And so I started kind of seeking out more gigs like that, and that's what I did in September. I played at Jurassic Farms, which is like this new woods, like yeah. stage in the woods. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, when my coworkers was playing, and they asked me to open, so it's kind of just like the connections that get you gigs. Oh, yeah, and you sure. played. You played in Honeyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple of times. My first gig was in Honey Away at the Cornerstone Market. I played at Birdhouse once or twice now, um, which I, I like doing. Um, but so I love I don't know what I love about live performance is sharing my original music. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what I'm wanting to get more into. I'm in the midst of planning like a songwriter's showcase type show um, where I get together with some of my um, songwriting friends and we all just like an hour and we just go one by one and i'll play a song and i'll talk about you know the writing process and i play my song and the next person goes and you know it's just kind of like
1: so in the in the olden days uh people used to put out their cds while they played right in case you wanted to buy it after i -hmm. assume that doesn't happen anymore and like is it now that you put out like a qr code or something
2: it does happen actually oh i know um i have a version version.
1: oh okay
2: (laughs) You'd be surprised. I actually, I feel like the majority of places like that I go that have live music, they'll have like three CDs or something and they'll just like have them there. Well, does anyone buy them? Maybe sometimes, but like, yeah. Um, so, and I'll do that. Like at Jurassic Farms, I brought like five albums and no one bought one, but like you say that you have them and like, whatever. But do but you also say, like, you can find me
1: on Spotify and iTunes and all that? Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I'll always say that. Um, yeah. And a lot of the times, like, I have found that when I do gigs, there will be, like, an uptick in, in streams because you can see all of it and where oh, they Oh, I'm look.
1: sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, that's and... why I ask if you play out because, you know, just like when, uh, like when a movie comes out, you see those actors on the talk shows and stuff like that because promotion makes you want to check it out, right? Yeah. So, so really what you're doing is you're kind of like, you know, you're giving them a snippet, but then if they want to take it home with them, then they would buy your CD or, you know, yeah. listen to it, you exactly. know, like for instance, even doing this interview, like afterwards, you know, I'm going to rock your, your uh, Spotify. <laughs> you don't know, but quite honestly, because like, you know, talking to somebody or listening to somebody, you know, or something like that, that makes you want to, you know, check it out more.
0: Yeah. Like, well. And uh, I want to transition slightly, not, we're still on this in the same vein, but I just, Jeff, you mentioned something, you know, when I said the kids play Julie's music, but it's, it's actually, it's not just because we're family. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually, you know, I hadn't heard your music until friends don't came out. And I was like, you know, it's one of those things where it's somebody you love and you're like, okay, I really want to love this. I hope it's great. And And I'm like, holy crap, Julie, this is amazing. Like, I love the song. I love your album. I obviously love you. Um, So, but, but that aside, one thing I wanted to point out and give a little shout out, because I know she'll listen is your mom and Annie, as we affectionately call her, um, (laughs) both your parents and, and your extended family, but specifically your mom is such a big cheerleader for you and such a sweetheart of a woman. And she champions all of us so much and I'm so thankful yeah. for her in my life. But do you wanna talk a little bit about the support you've had from family? And just, cause I do think that that's a big, that's a big factor in how far you've been able to come and how far I think you'll continue to go because that support system is so special and not everybody has that.
2: Oh my gosh, not everybody has it at all. And like, I would not have even done this if I didn't have the support that I had um, have in the present. And like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. A lot of independent artists or musicians like don't have the support. And I think it's for a number of reasons. Like there's this stigma or something that like pursuing music is a bad idea and a waste of money. Um, so a lot of people are told that I was never once told that, like I was never once discouraged ever. I was only ever encouraged, even people like never hearing my music. They're like, nope, do it. Like you need to do it. And we're going to support you like every step of the way. And like, I don't know, it's just something that like, I can't even describe. And I'm so thankful for. And like, it's so important. And that's why I think I have such like a, a want to like do that for other people too. Like it has just made me want to encourage people and support people in whatever they want to do. Um, especially music, especially music, but like, I don't know, to have people like excited about what you're doing is like so needed and so important. And even my friends, like it'd be, I'd be like, oh yeah, I just got home from the studio and they're like, send me what you're doing right now. Like I want to hear it. I'm dying to hear it. And I'd send it and I'd be like, it's not done. Like, uh, you know, whatever it's not done. I don't want to send it to you. They'd be like, send it. And it would like be this scratch version or whatever. And they would like rave and just hype me up and like, I don't know. It's just so important. And it's something that I'm so thankful for that I have. And my mom, like she has this old iPod and she's like, how do I get it on my iPod? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, love it. I like, I but- was actually just like, I found screenshots because I screenshotted my mom, like, cause she was like listening to it at work through her Bluetooth speaker. And she was like, so excited about it. And Aww. she was saying her favorite song was, and like, I don't know. It's just like, I, I know that not everyone has that. And that makes me like so much more grateful, but like also so sad that like not everyone has that. And
1: yeah.
2: I don't know. I just, I'm really thankful for the people that I have and you and Joe and you've always supported me. And like, I don't know, it's something that I'll never take for granted for sure.
0: Well, and and I've been, I've had the privilege of watching you grow and develop not only in your talent, but as a young woman. And so full circle, to the beginning of this conversation, one thing I have to say, because of course I know how important your family is to you and what a support system you have in your parents. And of course, my Mm in-laws, your uncle Tony and aunt Carol, who are amazing supporters and lovers of all things that you do and, and all of us, I mean, I could, the list goes on. My point is Julie, that, you know, to bring the conversation full circle and go back to how awful the dating scene is right now. Um, for you and for our listeners who might be in a similar spot, honestly, but for you specifically, you deserve nothing less than that support and, and love you feel from your friends and family who are already surrounding you. So, so until there is a man who is worthy of all that you are and loves you as much as we do and you feel that, then it's, it, it's not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will tell, we will tell you if one comes along, we don't agree with, but I'm just saying, you I know, know that. coming to that dating scene, it's like, I, I know you believe that when the right thing comes along, it'll be, but you mm-hmm. are so incredible and so mm-hmm. super cool. And I was telling Jeff, I'm like, she's just so cool. I can't even tell you. She's just so cool. Wait till you talk to her. And 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 I know he now gets it. And so um the world now you have my
1: will, love and support.
0: Yes. Yay. <laughs> the world is starting to know who you are and they will continue because you're sharing your your talent and your music and and you're shining your light. And I, I don't say that flippantly. I really think that wow. and I think the you right really. guy will come whether it's through an app or not. But I'm just really proud of you and you deserve nothing less than the best, best, best. Uh, you're the best. Thank you so much. I love
2: you.
1: I just want to say, I've heard her say that to every guest. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding.
2: You're the, like your
0: words <laughs> no, are just so no. captivating. I'm like, Oh man, I can learn <laughs> so much from you. It's true. It's true. Now we have some special questions. Yes. May have heard.
1: Yes. At, at the end of every interview, we ask uh, uh, some, um, some questions. Rapid fire. Rapid, yeah, sort of, sort of. So the really first like thing the is- like the rapid
0: fire, but Jeff isn't great some at it.
1: Are, some are silly, right. some are not, but we always right. end on the same question. But the first question is, if you had to choose one uh, um, type of food to eat for the rest of your life, uh, one one type of cuisine, Mexican, Italian, Japanese, Chinese, dirty knees. Now, um, <laughs> um, what would it be?
2: Sriracha. Is that a food type? Condiment. So, okay. But okay. I love Sriracha so much. So anything that I can put Sriracha on, but I would say Mexican.
1: You win. That's my, that would be my choice too. That's my favorite. uh, Okay. If you, if you could go back in first two part question, if you could go Mm. back in time to visit, or you could go to the future and visit, where would you go? Where, where would you go first forward or backward?
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, Wow, I would go back.
1: Okay. And obviously the next question is where and when.
2: Wow. Um Ah, I wow, so many things. I'm a big I love history, so I'm trying to think of like a historical event that I would have liked to go to or be at. But I don't know. I almost feel like I want to choose going back to like like something that already happened? Well, yeah. Isn't it it, wouldn't yes. that be going back? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> you're going back, Julie. Well, like,
1: I see where you say you didn't focus on math. <laughs> uh,
2: something's not. Um, <laughs> go back. Oh, I feel like this needs to be rapid fire and I'm not. Um, Would it be
1: the first day you met Katie? Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, come on. Come no,
0: on. really, come on, go back.
2: Um, I would say I would go back to, I would love to go to, I would love to go back to the first concert that I ever went to.
1: The first concert?
2: Which was Hillary Duff. Wow. Okay. Which sounds ridiculous, but okay. I remember that being a spiritual
1: experience. No, was just kidding.
2: Experience. It was a what? But- it was a spiritual experience. I was like, wow. Hillary Duff, this is awesome, I, I have you love you watched it. her new
0: show? No. How I Met Your Father. What? So the reboot of How I Met Your Mother. John. I know the
1: show, I didn't know she was on it.
0: Oh, she's the lead character.
1: Oh, oh. oh. okay.
0: Anyways, yeah, I'm gonna regret
2: that answer at like <coughs> two hours from now when I'm like thinking about this and think yeah. of something better. You could give more what? than one answer like I did.
1: <laughs> wait, <laughs> I wait, was- I have a question. Was it the Was it that performer or Was it the fact that you were the the effect the live concert had
0: on you
2: The effect of the live concert Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah Good. I couldn't name a Hillary Duff song now I don't think if I tried She's great I mean but like totally <laughs> I don't um, know. if
1: if you could sit down with somebody um, that uh, from history or or alive now too um, and have tea with them or coffee with them Who would it be
0: And spill the tea. Can it be and then can spill it when tea. I don't know? Yeah. No, it could be a famous person. Yeah, like, yeah. Like Britney Spears or Henry David Thoreau. Yeah, Astros so when I asked
1: Katie this, she rightly put together the poet, Henry David Thoreau, and the not poet, Britney Spears. Britney
2: Spears. <laughs> <laughs> I think I texted her about that. I was like, Britney, come on. <laughs> I know. You did. You did. Um. So I would say, this might be weird, but like Taylor Swift, I would love to talk to Taylor Swift. That's some tea swizzle I think she's a genius. Like, say what you want about who she is. I don't, no one actually yeah. knows who she is, but like, musically, she, she is a genius. Like, she's a genius and how she yeah. writes in and, and her business and everything. So I would love to have a conversation with her. Um, but then I would also just like, I would love to now like talk to my grandparents. I, I lost my grandparents when I was young, I'm the youngest. And so yeah. like, I had a great relationship with my grandmother, but I lost her when I was like 14 or I think 14. And so I'd love it now to like have a conversation with her. Yeah. That's so a I good would answer. say like those two.
1: So actually building on that, um, who would you say the most, the three most influential people in your life are?
2: Okay. These are like, okay. This is a lot. Um, Definitely my mom. Yeah. Okay. She is like so selfless and giving and loving. And if I'm half who she is, I will have been successful. So my mom, Wow. I would probably also say my grandma, my dad's mom. I just adore her so much. So definitely her. And then maybe my, my aunt. My, you were just saying like my aunt Carol, like all of them together, these women are just like beautiful people, prayer for p- prayerful people and loving people. And like, that's just what I want to be. Sure. So I would say them. Wow. Julie.
1: That is, that is awesome.
2: That was and easy. then finally,
1: and then finally our last question, which we ask everybody is, um, what do you hope to be remembered for someday?
0: <laughs> what I want That's to be remembered for? Man. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not for two hundred years from now. But um... um,
2: I would say
1: it's an audio podcast.
0: So... <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say,
2: like, man like gen like of uh, genuineness like I, someone who's always on someone's side like <laughs> I don't know I just want to be I would just want to be remembered as someone who's genuine not even my music like I wouldn't even like say that I would want my music to be remembered like whatever if my music is remembered it's remembered if it's not it's not whatever but like um just yeah just as like a genuine honest um person that's you probably a answer but it's wonderful i just feel like that's what life is about I don't
1: know. so i gotta tell you about a month ago when we were uh coming up with people for the next couple of months and katie was literally singing in your tune um uh i can tell you that you you not only met expectations you far exceeded them so just wow. thank you for being Oh, such yeah. a wonderful guest and there are a few thank people you. i say this to and katie can attest to that but i hope you come back for a part two sometime because um i'd love to, because, I, um, I'd love to hear I, yeah especially especially like not even when you release your next album but like when you're going through the process would be really interesting mm, you know love that. Yeah. yeah and um you know if you want to duet, i uh I <laughs> yeah
2: i'll with. add you to the list <laughs> well, but
1: Julie, thank you for joining
0: us Julie, Thank if, you you any, so much. if you do any gigs in in Albany, maybe Jeff will come back and visit. Oh,
1: definitely. Yes. Definitely. Oh, I
0: definitely plan to. I have to. I haven't done a gig in Albany ever,
2: so like it needs to be a thing. You could be
1: at. You could go to Cafe Lena's. Yes. Still there. Oh my
2: gosh! Everyone tells me that. Yeah. I yeah. definitely need I'm to. I'm there. I'm there. Done. Well,
1: I w- I just want you to know there was a young Jeff Lurie that went to Cafe Lena's for open mic night, and I went there and I walked through the snow and I had my guitar. And then it yep. was closed. So I <gasps> oh, <didn't know>. oh,
2: <laughs> So that was cool. Nightmare tragic. Yeah, it's
1: crazy. all good. It's all good. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much. This is beautiful. I've been listening to every episode, by the way. Oh, and I will hear the
0: best. And, and we're going to share all the links. But you can find Julie Miller on Spotify, iTunes. What else, Julie?
2: YouTube, Absolutely. Instagram, TikTok. We got it all, baby. We Where, got it all. Wherever you, you do your it. things on, you can find me on. Awesome. We'll share it. You're the best. Thank
1: you so much.
2: Love you. Thanks.
0: Love you. This is so fun.